Hey everybody, welcome to Creepy Club. I'm Rissa. <laughs> Did you forget your name? No. <laughs> you just started like it was more abruptly starting than I expected. Anyway, okay, just kidding. Starting over. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Creepy Club. I'm Rissa. I'm Heidi. And this is the podcast where we talk about um, all things creepy. You can also tell it's not first thing in the morning because we sound alive. Yeah, less froggy. Mm-hmm, much less froggy. And I made this delicious, extra special hot cocoa for I the know. occasion. It's a little hot, but I, have, I haven't tried it yet, but I can't Toughen wait. Toughen up, gal. <laughs> I have a sensitive mouth. Um, uh-huh. This is a not safe for work podcast. Um, we like to say dirty, dirty swear words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't think we have any corrections, conclusions, or clarifications from the last episode. I don't think so. I brought along with me the brochures that I got from the Mermaid House. Oh, oh awesome. There's someone's email and phone number that I have no idea what that's for. Cool. Awesome. I love it when I do that. Guide to the Mermaid House Hotel or Inn. The address is 114 East St. Louis Street, Lebanon, Illinois, 62254. And built in 1830, made famous on April 12th, 1842, by the visit of Charles Dickens. Oh, yeah. Oh, who wrote his visit in a chapter of his subsequent wrote of his visit in a chapter of his subsequent book American Notes. Interesting. I did not learn that on the tour. Hmm. So anyway, um, there's a brochure written very recently in 1995. So <laughs> very recently, yeah, very recently. But I don't think that I have any. No, I don't. No, nope, I don't think I have any creepy corrections i still think that it was an amazing and fun experience that's about it all right well let's read another review we're running out of them so people let's get cracking on these reviews chop chop but say nice stuff this one's from liono they say just in time for a creepy autumn mood i love the way these episodes make me feel i hope this sticks around all year so that i always have a little piece of october with me The hosts and topics are awesome. Highly recommend. Thank you, Lion-O. I like the name. Yeah, I think it's... Isn't it a Thundercat? Did you ever watch Thundercats? No. Um, It's probably an 80s cartoon um, featuring uh, humanoid cat people that are like superheroes, I guess. I didn't really watch it, but I think the the lead guy's name is Lion-O. Oh, um, I'm going to call this episode sponsored by some friends of mine who put on an independent craft show. Oh. And there are a couple vendors who sell things that are, it's an independent craft show. So, like, not your high school. Um, not your mama's craft show? No, you're not going <laughs> to find any vacuum cleaner covers that look like cows or <laughs> duck themed, you know, like clothespin uh, reindeer. No, not so much. <laughs> no, this is much more like punk rock indie cool craft. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's coming up pretty soon. Some friends of mine put on the show. It's called A Happy Little Holiday Market. Mm-hmm. And it's December 1st from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. 
There's more than 70 artists and makers. The first 100 people who come get free swag bags. Ooh. I got a sneak peek at the swag bag. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Oh, can't wait. Um, food trucks. Amazing holiday shopping. It will be at Webster University at the Grant Gymnasium. The address is 175 Edgar Road. It's in Webster Groves, Missouri. So, like, just barely outside the city limits at Webster University, which you have worked there many times. Yep. Free admission, family-friendly, and you can find more information at facebook.com forward slash happy little craft show. That's the, like, uh, overarching name for the series of craft shows. There's a spring. Right. Uh-oh. Dang. Dang. That's twice in a row. second episode in a row. <laughs> Rookie error twice. Anyway, so they are our sponsor this episode. And there's also a raffles that you can sign up for. And that doesn't cost anything. So um, if you happen to see a postcard out in the wild and you fill out, the raffle and drop it in you could win some really cool stuff nice yeah so it's one of my absolute favorite it is my absolute favorite craft show i think this is year 11 and it just gets better and better so it's at webster university i'm super bummed i can't go oh i'm gonna be out of town that weekend oh that's a drag i know is it does it ha- it's only one day yeah just one day saturday yeah. december 1st 10 to 5 and I also want to give a shout out to a friend of mine, Amanda, who just launched a company um, called, the exact name of the company is called Believe Women Apparel Project. Ooh. And it's believewomenapparel.com. And she gave me this amazing postcard when I bought my t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So there is a charitable aspect to your purchase. Um, I think I could... Like, don't get mad if I get the percentage wrong, but I think <laughs> 50% of the purchase goes to the ACLU. Oh, cool. So the postcard says, believe women, we will actually make America great. <laughs> and so the t-shirt says the same thing, but look at this badass postcard I brought over for you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So super feminist fun. Yeah. So Amanda's not an official sponsor. She's just a friend who I think did this really awesome thing. And she also owns another company called Sprouted Designs, which makes super cute stuff. And I know for a fact that they will be at the Indie Craft Show. Does she... Is that the screen-printed dish towel? It's screen-printed dish towels, towel Yeah, I've clothes. definitely bought a bunch of stuff from her. Yeah. She <laughs> has a really... Her and her husband operate the business together, and they have a really great eye for design. She takes photographs of different things, and then... Um, I don't know, does some sort of magic on the computer to make them look more like a icon than a photograph. Mm-hmm. Like she took a picture of my actual chicken. Mm-hmm. So if you happen to purchase the <gasps> oh. tea towel with the chicken on it, that's Rhoda. Oh, yeah. And I got, um, I bought Emma a rabbit dish towel and a carrot dish towel to go oh, together. Oh, yeah, that's a nice set. For her, I think it was for her birthday or Christmas or something. And I was like, man, you know you're old when you're buying your friend's dish towels for a present. Um, 
They're tea towels. That's fancier. Oh, tea towels. Okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. Fancier. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so lots of cool indie artists like that. And um, we definitely would like to support both being artists. I'm a visual artist. You're a costume designer, Mm -hmm. which is visual art, too. Mm -hmm. Definitely want to make sure we support our awesome friends. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about... Sea monster. Which is so timely, considering you were... An amazing mermaid for Halloween. Oh. <laughs> Did you post that picture? Uh, yeah, I posted it on my personal Instagram, which is Risboomba, R-A-S-B-O-O-M-B-A-H. You can check me out. I think you should have also posted it on Creepy Club Rissa. I could do that, yeah. I have not done a whole lot with Creepy Club Rissa. Um, well, now you have an excuse because yeah. that outfit was off the chain thank you and i wandered past your mermaid staff on the way to the studio and i was like behold yeah well it 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 fell over so for people that don't know it's a big wooden staff that my boss at merrimack made me thank you and um i stained most of it and then hot glued a bunch of shells to it and it looks really cool. It turned out great, better than I thought. But it did fall over, and the top big shell that was on top of it fell off. But I can glue it back on. It's fine. <laughs> I wanted to hang it on my You're wall. You're a real whiz with glue. I got super excited earlier, like maybe more excited than I should have gotten, because I found my full-size swiss army knife multi-tool Ooh, yeah like i had to text someone and tell them because i was so <laughs> excited that thing okay picnic gin swiss army multi-tools delivered Pickney gin Pickney oh gin. we're listing would, sponsors yeah, gotcha potential like obviously they want us <laughs> i thought you were saying like it was a picnic gin branded swiss army no multi-tools. that would like, be amazing wild <laughs> no but that thing i'm telling you you can do anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can absolutely do anything with that i found it and used it twice in like an hour (laughs) that's great i was like where have you been all my life apparently hiding in my in a box in my garage for some stupid reason all right well you want to talk about sea monsters yeah you could take out a sea monster with one of those for sure for sure um okay so i'm ready all right so I went down a very long rabbit hole this morning, and it was awesome. I love, um, I have a particular fascination with the sea and sea creatures. I've been to a billion aquarium, aquaria. Did you know aquaria is the plural of aquarium? That totally makes sense because curriculums, plural is curricula. Oh, I like that. It sounds like a, like a disease or a, like a, you know, Warner Brothers movie monster or whatever. (laughs) syllabus is syllabi right yeah i like that one too all right so i'm gonna tell a couple stories um is there a little mermaid no i think it's also really appropriate that we went that i went to the mermaid house prior to this yeah 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 Yeah. nice timing like check out check out the um i think it's a lore episode about the actual story of the little mermaid it is real creepy it's super gruesome. Yeah. Like most most children's stories that have been adapted, Disney-fied. Yeah, the original horrifying. horrifying. Yeah, 
the Disney story, the Little Mermaid. Okay, quick sidebar. Mm-hmm. When I took my psychology of victims class, we evaluated the Little Mermaid, the theme of the Little Mermaid, because it is so misogynistic mm-hmm. and so awful. <laughs> and it, but it's so cute. You kind of forget that, like, she literally gives up absolutely everything, everything mm-hmm. including her legs yep. and her family. Yep. It is the worst message we could possibly send to young yeah, women. I mean, I remember as I a think child. a lot of it probably goes over their head. Yeah. But as an adult going back it thinking about it, you're like, Yeah, Ew. it definitely went over my head because, I, I mean, that was my favorite Disney movie as a kid. But I kind of didn't really care about it after she leaves the ocean. Like, after that, I'm like, yeah, I, I let's watch another movie. Because I liked the beginning where she's in the sea and then all the sea creatures are singing to her. And I like that part because I like the ocean. Well, anyway, let, 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 we should get back to the. Okay, sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Highly I didn't dis- mean to interrupt you. I'm, no, I'm the interrupter today. I'm very distracted. Mm. All right, so the first uh, tale I'm going to, the first yarn I'm going to spin is, Mm -hmm. um, it's called the UB-85 Atrocity. So on April 30th, 1918, in the North Channel, which is a small um, channel of water that connects the Irish Sea with the Atlantic Ocean, it's kind of like right between um, the UK and and Ireland. Totally makes sense. Right. Um, A German submarine, also known as a U-boat, named UB-85, surfaced to recharge its batteries. I I don't know if that's a real thing or what, but that's what What? the article said. What are they, like, solar? Yeah, it doesn't totally make sense to me. I I don't know if I believe. Whatever. Maybe it's, like, maybe it was, like, water power, like, maybe the currents. uh, I don't know. Anyway. It came to the surface. I thought about looking into that, and then I was like, it's probably boring. So... Prior to this, the UB-85 and its commander, Gunther Crick, had been (laughs) patrolling the Irish Sea for two weeks looking for somebody to torpedo. He was, like, really jonesing to gun somebody down. Well, he's got gun in his name. Yeah. As Crick is scanning the horizon with his binoculars, the submarine is suddenly, like, jarred and rocked by a large surge and on the starboard side. Who knows what side that is? Followed uh, by, yeah, I bet your brother would know. <laughs> yeah, I should know too. Starboard and port. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So followed by a very large thud as something lands on the deck. And Crack looks down and he sees a huge sea monster climbing up the side of a ship. He said, this is a quote from him. This beast had large eyes set in a horny sort of skull. I think horny means a different thing now than... I was going to say, that was not a word I was expecting you to say. It had a a small head, but with teeth that could be seen glistening in the moonlight. Every man on watch began firing a sidearm at the beast, but the animal had hold of the forward gun mount and refused to let go. Was it, what was the animal's body shape like? He, He doesn't say. Okay. Um, the weight of the monster started to push the 730-ton submarine down into the water with the hatch still open. So Crack ordered his men to keep on firing with everything they had. Eventually, the monster let go and slipped back into the water. Everyone survived, but the submarine was badly damaged and could no longer submerge. Then, along comes 
a ship of the Royal Navy. So, you know, they're the bad, not the bad guys, but the, the British uh, Navy. Yeah, the uh, adversary of this German U boat. Um, the ship was called Coriopsis. Coriopsis? Coriopsis, whatever. They cautiously approached the German U-boat, and they were surprised to see the crew standing on the deck, and they're, like, waving their arms, like, we surrender, help us, or whatever. So the crew, they took the crew prisoner with probably not a whole lot of uh, pushback from the Germans, because they had just survived this sea serpent, and then went ahead and sunk the UB-85 shortly thereafter. Nearly 100 years later... An energy firm laying undersea cables discovered the wreck of the UB-85 very near where the Coriopsis had reported it. There were no photographs taken, but there is a sonar image, and although, but it's not detailed enough to make out any sea monster damage. Um, lots of locals still maintain that the boat was struck by a sea monster, including this guy named Gary Campbell, who is the keeper of the official sightings record for the Loch Ness Monster. And this That's is, pretty much the best job ever. Right. This is a quote from him. The area of sea where the attack took place has a history of sea monster sightings. They have ranged from the north coast of Wales to Liverpool Bay, he said. What the captain said could well be true. It's great to see how Nessie's saltwater cousin clearly got involved in helping with the war effort. She even managed to do damage with do the damage without anyone being killed. Well, I'm so I'm looking at pictures mm -hmm. and I think the reason that um the Loch Ness guy has an interest in this other than proximity, right? Mm -hmm. it, the images are Loch Ness monster ish. Right. So sort of kind of like dinosaur shaped mm -hmm. with fin swimmer fins. Well, and a lot of teeth. But, I mean, who really knows? In my mind, I was picturing, picturing something kind of octopus with, like, way too many teeth. Right. Well, the reason I didn't get into specifics about what it looked like will become clear very shortly. Oh, So, okay. <laughs> a book published in 2002 by Dwight R. Messimer entitled Missing World War One U-Boat Losses thoroughly debunks Kreck's claim. Oh, darn it. So to write this book, Messimer had spooled through microfilm at the National Archives and Records Administration, which has the entire records of the German Navy from 1850 to 1945. And it's revealed that the real reason the UB-85 sank is, beca is because Kreck had a heater installed in the commander's quarters. The cabling required for the heater somehow caused this like massive leak when the submarine was submerged. So once they submerged it, it began to sink and they, and, and then along came the Coriopsis, the Royal Navy, and um, they couldn't defend against the attack because all their guns, I don't know, didn't work underwater or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not sure why they didn't like torpedo it. I think they were just like, you know, they were busy uh, with trying to get water out of the, submarine or whatever i don't know but it's likely that crack was embarrassed of sinking his own ship for a stupid reason and made up the whole sea monster tale gosh darn it crack can just like <laughs> if you make a mistake just own it that's all anybody wants right so 
That one's debunked. However, here's another tale that has not been debunked. I think there's probably more not debunked than debunked because the ocean is fucking creepy. Right. So, this one, this tale is the U-28 creature. On July 30th, 1915, which is three years before the um, U- UB-85 creature... Um, somewhere in the North Atlantic Ocean, a, another German U-boat, U-28, torpedoed the British steamer Iberian, which was supposedly carrying a rich cargo. The Iberian sank quickly, um, and then it is, so it's like bow stuck up vertically in the air, kind of Titanic style. And, right. And it sunk really fast. Um, that sounds, excuse me. I mean, if you're going to go, that's the way to go. Right. Not slow. And then approximately 25 seconds later, a sudden violent explosion shot pieces of debris, including a very large aquatic animal, 80 feet into the air. The commander and crew agreed that it looked like a 60 foot long alligator. Oh, Mm -hmm. I don't like them either. Mm -hmm. Unlike Crick, it seems that this commander did not have much motivation to invent a tale like this since... They were the ones that shot the Iberian down or, you know, torpedoed it. And, you know, he probably would have been thought of as crazy had he, like, just made up the story, you know, or, you know, either way. Not a whole lot of motive to make up a story like that. Um, Some have theorized that it could have been, it could be a surviving specimen of the Pleosaur or the Mosasaur, which are, they look really similar. They're basically like those, like, ancient uh, alligators that they have kind of like flipper arms instead of isn't the Loch Ness monster a plesiosaurus or something? Plesiosaur, I think. Ple- I don't know something. It's asaurus. a. It's yeah. It's a different thing. Plesiosaur is P L I O S A U R S, and I think the look. I'm not a monsterologist, right? But, okay, yeah, or dinosaurologist, cryptozoologist. I also, for fun, looked up a picture of a U boat because you know I need my visuals, right? They look like a ski with a square box on top when they oh. start to emerge. I was just picturing like yellow submarine style. No, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know what they look like they're when they're like out of the skinny. water. Yeah. But when they've just emerged from the water, that's what it reminds me of if you've got the like 10,000 foot view is that it just kind of looks like a really long ski with a kind of a, I guess, some sort of cabin mm-hmm. plopped on top. Mm-hmm. Not the prettiest boat i've ever seen and also for the record if you're driving the boat the left is the port the right is the starboard okay thank you you're welcome um, now we don't have to correct that later right see what see how i did that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't like flying crocodile things <laughs> just so i just want to say that i don't like that so i have a lot of experience with alligators which i feel like might as well just be crocodiles it's kind of like the difference between a june bug and a cockroach like who even they're the same fucking bug (laughs) i mean i'm sure that someone who's an entomologist would disagree with me yeah but they look about the same and they're both disgusting Mm -hmm. june bug maybe slightly less Mm -hmm. i find them highly offensive because they attack Mm -hmm. why why do they always have to come after me anyway but because my brother does live in Florida, he always says, if there's a puddle, there's a gator in it. 
He's like, if people knew how many alligators were in Florida, nobody would come here. It's like the spider thing. Like, you're never more than eight feet from a spider at all times. Pretty much. (laughs) And so alligators are really territorial. And they're also primarily nocturnal, I guess. So if a new male wants to take over, over a territory, they move at night. So your swimming pool is empty when you went to sleep. But when you wake uh, up, there's a fucking alligator in it. Uh, no, thanks. Right. Or you could say be like walking your dog along the edge of a pond and then a gator leaps out and eats it. Oh, no. I don't like anything that can be hanging out in water. And I don't know how they do it with their... They have the weirdest shaped bodies. Mm-hmm. I don't... I'll have to ask Physics Joe. With their little weird stubby legs, how do they get enough, like, kinetic energy going to throw themselves like that? Right. Kind of like how some fish, you know how if you go to a koi pond and you it has those machines where you can get the fish food? Yeah, yeah. Those sons of bitches will jump like two feet out of the water. To yeah. T- how? How? <laughs> I don't understand. Their body in proportion to the size of their fin is so huge. It'd be like if we put little T-Rex arms on us, but then could jump like Tigger. I don't get it. So is it safe to assume that crocodiles or alligators aren't on your animal selfie bucket list that is correct and my brother thinks it's hilarious he used to have a cabin in the everglades with some friends and they had a gator that would visit their camp and it was like a pretty posh cabin they they're all like mechanic fix-it guys so they totally they pimped that thing out like crazy. It had a flipping hot tub. This was not some like Duck Dynasty bullshit, right? <laughs> anyway, there was an alligator that came fairly frequently named Stanley. They named it <laughs> because it came so often. Like it would smell them cooking food. And because they are territorial, if you go to the same place all the time, you'll see them over. You'll see the exact same one over and over and over. Right. And they live for like forever. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, like how parrots live for like a hundred years. Right. Alligators have a really long life too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Sling got in the hot tub once and they had to get him out. Oh my God. Yeah. So he wouldn't get cooked alive? Well, was empty. They had just installed it. Oh. So they were in the cabin and they heard all this thrashing. And he was, because they, you know how alligators roll? Like yeah. That's part of their predator right. move. Yeah. He, for whatever stupid reason, decided to go sniff around in the hot tub, which had no water in it, and got stuck and couldn't get out because he was like 10 feet long or something, 8 or 10 feet long. And so they had to go help the alligator get out of the hot tub. So he's like handled large alligators on purpose. And he's like, oh, the baby ones are real cute. Like you can screw around with them when you're out on the airboats. Like. You can, like, mess with them and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. not harm them, but I'm like, why? Why Why would you <laughs> Why would you do that? And he'll say things like, do you want to go out on an airboat? And I'm like, fuck no. I definitely want to go on an airboat. Uh, I don't, I don't want to go hunt gators. I don't mind seeing them. Um, 
and I'd be interested in petting a baby alligator. I have held a caiman alligator. Those are really cute. They're like the size of your laptop. Right. And they basically, they can get much, much larger, Mm -hmm. um, but they will stay whatever the size of their container is. Right. So I, like most exotic animals, the acquisition of them is a little dicey. Right. It's probably best to not own one. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if you've ever been to an exotic pet show. No. That exists. Let's go. Uh, No. I went to one. It's probably really bad, right? It's fucking horrible. Yeah. I dated a guy who... I just like to look at animals. (laughs) I like to look at animals, too. And in my mind, it was going to be all these really cute things. And we were... And he liked cute things. He had a corgi. And so I was like, obviously, whatever he wants to look at is going to be adorable. Mm -hmm. So he had, I don't know, turtles or something when he was a kid. So we saw a sign for a pet show, exotic pet show. I'd never been to one before. The only kind of that sort of exotic animal, exotic animal I've ever seen has been like literally in the wild Mm -hmm. or at the zoo. They're like in like plastic salad containers you get from like a cafe. Oh my God. Yeah, and then when I got to the Madagascar cockroaches, I was like, Ooh. I'll be in the car. <laughs> and the people who were selling them did not look like they probably had licenses. Right. I was like, I cannot support this. And who the fuck wants a hissing cockroach or a gigantic cockroach as a pet? That's disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. But alligators, crocodiles. No, thanks. they're. No, thanks. And crocodiles are only supposed to be in salt water. Yeah, they didn't get that memo. My brother's totally seen mm-hmm, them in fresh water. Mm-hmm. Same for gators. They're not supposed to go in um, salt water. He's totally seen them in the canals. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. If you go to Florida, just assume everything wants to kill you. Yeah. Just like Australia. Yes. <laughs> like, doesn't a kangaroo look like it wants to hug? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it wants to murder you. Yeah. Yeah. As does every koala bears. They look like they want to hug. They look like they'd be such sweet cuddlers. <laughs> they want to rip your face off. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sea monsters. Well, so to wrap up the story about the U-28 creature, some people have suggested that maybe this creature had been being transported by the Iberian. because oh. Because it, since... The creature, the creature would have had to have been swimming like right on top of that wreckage when it exploded for it to be launched 80 feet straight up into the air. Yeah, that's pretty, I don't think any Which, animal can jump that high. Well, that and like it would have, that, that boat had literally 30 seconds prior to this had been torpedoed. No animal is going to swim towards that. If they were that dumb, they'd be a dead animal. Yeah, so... Why was the British Royal Navy um, transporting a 60-foot-long alligator? Um, I guess we'll never know. I don't know. Why is Roswell a thing? (laughs) Because aliens exist, and they come to Earth to test on us like we test test on animals here, and they crash-landed. Oopsies. And Is that where... Who are the doctors that do colonoscopies? Proctologists. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But is that where butt doctors come from? Are they aliens? Because they're always obsessed with butts. I don't follow your logic there, but. <laughs> B- 
Because every time someone tells an alien story, they always talk about there's an anal probe. Yeah, I mean, that is a trope, but there's lots of other stories, too. They're always wanting to check out the innards. Well, you know, it's like we we get frogs and we dissect them and we definitely probably look at their butts. I dissected a frog in high school and I did not look at its butt. Well, I didn't say you. I said people. I don't recall that being any part of the assignment. I wasn't like <laughs> well, a I'm conscientious objector. What I mean is that like serial they killers could, they could be they could be abducting us and checking us out to find out what what we're all about because like we you know we gather up these sea creature specimens and we look at them and try to figure out what they're all about and that includes looking at their reproductive system and their digestive system so i don't know just why. go get one that's already dead why did they want to well, take a live one uh you know i don't know it's more fun to tell a story that way yeah anyway aliens are bullshit but go ahead <laughs> so still don't believe in them so I'm going to switch gears now and talk about um, actual sea monsters that really do exist. Which is like a million of them. Yeah. I mean, I could go on for days about it. But I hope you have I picked a, some a lot of ones. pictures. Um, we, we, we can look at the pictures. Yeah. If you want to follow along, go to the meeting minutes and I'll post pictures of all these fish that we're about to talk about. Creepyclubpodcast.com. Have you ever heard of... The lastophobia. No, but I feel like I'm going to get a phobia looking at it. It is an intense and persistent fear of the sea or of sea travel, which can include fear of being in a large body of water, fear of the vast emptiness of the sea, sea waves, and fear of distance from land. And So basically humans? Well, I think not everybody has this. I don't know because I kind of found out that I have this. I really like sea creatures and I'm like really fascinated, really fascinated by them. But I'm also terrified of the vastness of the ocean. I'm not afraid of being in the ocean necessarily. I would be afraid of being out in open water. But so we're now looking at this article, which I'm going to link to in the show notes. I was like, that, I just see a baby in an inner tube. Well, yeah, exactly. So creepy photos. It's called creepy photos that can help people find out if they have this strange phobia, which is the lassophobia. Oh, okay. And when you look at this picture, it's a picture of a baby in an inner tube. And it's like half of the camera is submerged. So you can see the baby's feet in the dark water. That is a little scary to me because there's like dark water underneath it, and that there's like something underneath there. I know it, and it's crazy. And oh, that baby's creepy. fine, right? Exactly. So you probably don't have this phobia. I've been on like two week long sailboat trips. Yeah, out in the ocean. Well, so. and so have I. I mean, not that I've been on two week long sailboat trips, but I've been out on in a boat on the ocean, and that doesn't bother me. But just like looking at these pictures makes me feel very uneasy um the next picture is this guy i guess he's in the ocean i don't know i can't really tell from the picture and they don't really have any details about what this picture is but you can see his feet and it's he's standing on the edge of some very large hole and it looks like it looks like a water yeah and that is creepy to me that it's just like endless the vastness of the ocean scares me creeps me out that picture doesn't bother me. So the next picture is this view of the ocean as if you're standing on the beach and there's a big wave coming and there's like 
kelp um, coming up from the bottom. It sort of looks like a sea monster <laughs> tentacle. It looks coming like out a of. million eels. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of see this like dark kelp through the ocean wave, and it, it's definitely creepy. That's really creepy. I don't like that. That's a, I don't like that. What the fuck is that? It's a um, big fin squid, I think is what it's called. It's really not that um, scary of an animal. It just looks scary. I I disagree. I think squid are creepy as fuck. They're one of my least favorite ocean animals. I love squid. I think that there are some really beautiful squid, but that one, that one had some kind of weird alien face, mm-hmm. and that was a creepy looking creature. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep scrolling. None of these are terrifying me. Oh, my God. This one especially makes me nauseous. This is a picture. It's like a of a diver. It looks like they're snorkeling, actually. And you can see where the ocean floor just drops off into black nothingness. And the diver looks like it's swimming into that black nothingness. And that just makes my stomach churn. Well, it would have to be scuba, not snorkel, because snorkel... They don't have a tank. I don't know. Maybe they're just swimming. Yeah. Eh, eh, I'm okay with that. Oh, and I said in the previous episode that I had been scuba diving. That was a... I misspoke. I have snorkeled. I have not scuba... Right. I have no scuba. That's that's too far down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm still fine. Oh, that one. Okay, so this is the other picture that makes me really nauseous is... Of the bottom of a boat, and there's a giant propeller that's probably twice the size of a human. And there's a guy in just swim trunks, no kind of gear or anything. He's, like, hanging onto this propeller. I mean, that's obviously not turning, but it's just, like... I have a feeling that's a perspective shot. I don't know. Like, I think it's just perspective. I think it's fine. I I don't know. Okay, so the very last one shows a really wide ocean shot where the water's very dark, mm-hmm. I would say if you took that and made it more panoramic mm-hmm. and then made it sunset, mm-hmm. that's when I start to feel a little oh, really? squirrely. See, yeah. like pictures of the ocean from above don't really trigger that within me. It's the stuff that's below the water that really creeps me well there are definitely things like just a regular old shrimp Mm -hmm. like the kind that people peel and eat all the time if you see one of them some bitches come out of the water like in their natural state they're horrifying yeah well i'll tell you about a real life experience that i had that triggered this phobia within me that i didn't really realize it at the time i was mm, i was like maybe 15 or so and my parents had taken us on this trip to the uh, Virgin Islands. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a great trip. But we went we went on this um, sailboat tour, or not sailboat, but a, just a boat tour of the British Virgin Islands. There's some, like, islands that are uninhabited that are pretty small that you can mm-hmm. just, like, kind of go tour around. Um, and there was one particular island... It was actually a really cool island. I would really like to go back. It was sort of like if you had the elephant rocks on a beach. Ooh. And for people that don't know, the elephant rocks is a state park here. That's just a fuck ton of. Yeah. There's no way to even describe it. But it's just a fuck ton of big boulders that you can climb on. And it's, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to uh, tell, like 
convey the majesty of the elephant rocks. But, but anyway, so this island, we moored, there was no place to like really like moor the boat, you know, so they dropped Mm -hmm. anchor kind of out from the island and we snorkeled in. And so, you know, we're out pretty deep. You can't see the bottom where we jump out of the boat. And um, so I'm snorkeling, you know, I'm facing the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) It's creeping me out talking about it. And we're swimming in and all of a sudden, just out of the gloom, I just see the ocean floor kind of come up as I'm swimming up to it. And I like almost started panicking because it was just so creepy to me. Just the fact that it was oh, like, like you could I couldn't tell you see could anything. And then, no, no, no. Well, I mean, it was like, it was still pretty deep, but it was all of a sudden you, like, you couldn't see anything in the water because it was just mur- not murky as in there was, you know, it was pretty clear water. But, it's just but it was when so it's deeper. right. It was so deep that you couldn't see the ocean floor. But as we swam in, where the ocean floor was getting shallower, it just kind of came out of the gloom, and that like really scared me. <laughs> really? Yeah. I feel like I feel the other way around when I'm snorkeling and it's not very deep, and you can really see everything that's there. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. We went. One of the last times I, I was went, fine doing that. One of the last times we went snorkeling, we went to this. They call it a bay, but it's just it's there's intercoastal waterways that are kind of like water streets that run along the coast. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can think of an intercoastal waterway. It just pretends it's a street, but it's water instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there. I think it was the Hillsborough Inlet or something like that. It's sort of this like area where people will go and um, drop anchor and snorkel and do stuff like that. There were so many moon jellyfish, which are really beautiful. And they don't have a super sharp, like zingy sting. Mm -hmm. Like you can, it might irritate your skin slightly, but it's not like one of those, like you see a jellyfish and you get the fuck out of the water because you're going to, cry yeah um they're really beautiful but they're also really creepy because you're like where's its brain Mm. how does it know to move they don't have brains i don't understand them i know that's they're really they're really beautiful but there was a whole it was like moon jellyfish celebration day Mm -hmm. they were like having their coming out day they were absolutely everywhere Mm -hmm. and i know i got <clears throat> I know I passed through them like a million times. I finally got to the point where I was like, I'm starting to get a little skeeved out. Yeah. Like my brother was in a kayak off to the side of the big boat. Um, and my daughter was snorkeling around and she had gotten stung enough times. She was like, I'll be in the boat. And it didn't like hurt, hurt, but I don't know. They, they're, they're beautiful, but also just so mysterious. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, so that's part of why I'm like I'm particularly fascinated by cephalopods and jellyfish because they're like not very complex creatures, but they're I mean not jelly jellyfish more cephalopods than jellyfish. They're not very complex complex creatures, but they're extremely smart, like octopi and squids and what's a cephalopod? Like octopi, squids, um nautilus, you know what a nautilus is? I know what a nautilus shell is. Yeah, so it's the creature that lives in that shell. And it's it's pretty Not deep water. I'll show you a picture. 
Wait, a nautilus is the circle. Yeah. It's like a spiral. Conch shell's different shell. Yes, correct. Conch is the only seafood that I eat. Conch, conch fritters, and yeah. fish sticks. That's it. So this is a nautilus. Yeah, those are really beautiful shells. Yeah. If that creature was out of its shell, though, it'd be horrifying. And I like, I, cuttlefish are my favorite. They're so cool. They look like I, they have this is handlebar a, mustaches. This is a totally different podcast, but I could talk for hours about cephalopods. But anyway, yeah, so I was listening to this podcast um, the other day, and it's called, it's called Ologies by Allie Ward. It's a really good podcast, and I think you would, in particular, would like it, because it's she has a different ologist on for every episode. Oh, just like us, how we're ologists. <laughs> and she had one about fish. And this person, I, I can't remember what ology it is. It might have been fish ology. I don't know. She was talking about squids and how they are so smart. If if they could figure out how to live longer, then they would be like our overlords. Because they only live for like five years. The longest living squids are only five years. How big is the biggest squid? We'll get to that. So. Because I find them terrifying. Yes. There's so, some, like, little ones that are really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I love those. What are those? I can't remember who does the show. It might be National Geographic, where they do the kind of aquarium-style sea shows, where you get, they do the underwater show. Not like the Jacques Cousteau thing, but mm-hmm. it's just video of deep ocean. Oh, yeah. They're really... I actually subscribed to a bunch of those YouTube channels today because I, I went down a wormhole of watching these. Oh, they're so, they're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And some of the little bitty, there's like little polka dot squid, like they're real cute. But when you get to the big ones, fuck them. Right. I don't like them. I don't like that at all. All right. So the first real, these are real actual animals that exist um, that I'm going to list out I now. I want to see pictures. Right. So the first one I'm going to talk about is called a chimera but is better known as a ghost shark. Uh, no. No, thank you. Um, it looks like what's... It looks like a robot, doesn't it? It it looks like it was dead and somebody... Okay, <laughs> you know how in Silence of the Lambs, the guy was going to make a suit out of skin? Mm-hmm. It looks like some serial killer yes. <laughs> made a fish from fish skin. Yes, exactly. So it it's got this like long skinny body but it has kind of a big almost like a brontosaurus like head like it has kind of like a def- I don't like that eye a defined jaw it's got um, sally button's eyes i think those eyes aren't actually eyes they're like some sort of sensor electro sensor i don't like it 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 looks like it has seams in its skin um which at first to me looked like cyborg like like Somebody's put together this fish because it has almost like a silvery color to it. But it it looks a little bit like a dirty aluminum can. Yeah. And it and it's got like these little um it, and pores. part of it looks like it's stapled together. Yeah, that's so so those are the on its snout, there are little pores, little dots on its skin. That are actually they what are they called electroreceptors? So it, it it senses electricity from other prey in the water. So because they can't really see this fish is a serial killer, and it's um yeah it's a deep sea fish. So it's you know if I could make gifts if I knew how to do that, 
this one would say it puts the lotion into the basket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's called a ghost shark, but, or it's kind of colloquially, colloquially known. I hate that word. I can never say it. As um, a ghost shark, but it's not actually a shark. It's, it, although it's closely related to a shark, it's an actual, it's actually a cartilaginous fish. So it's like a fish with cartilage bones. Um, I need to, I'm going to have nightmares. Can we see a different picture? Well, here, we'll go back to the Nautilus or the cuttlefish. It so the creepy too. I know you, I know you guys are buds, but so the ghost shark, um, exists in the ocean, um, between like 660 feet to 8,500 feet. So it's kind of got a wide range, but it, it's mostly in the deep ocean. Okay. Did you just say 650 to 8,000? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't have that kind of range. Mm-hmm. If I was just using my feet, <laughs> I have probably like a well, hundred mile range. It, that, that particular one that we were looking at is only like one version of that. Um, one species of that, of chimera. There's a bunch of different kinds of chimera that aren't really that creepy. Um, and then some of the smaller ones exist in the shallower end of the spectrum. And then the larger ones exist in the deeper end of the spectrum. I bet they have a really hard time finding mates. They're very unattractive. They're, I think they're hermaphroditic. No. They're intersex. Actually, I, no, actually, I think I, um, read, or, I could be wrong about this, but I think I read that, um, the males, no, I think that was another one. Never mind. Or is it like the worms where they get it on with themselves to make a new worm? Uh, the next fish I'm going to talk about is she's just ignoring intersex. me. No, I'm saying that the I was I was thinking that maybe this one was intersex, but it's the next fish that I'm going to talk about is intersex. Anyway, um, they can grow up to 4.9 feet in length. It's pretty big. It's too big. Too big, and they have a venomous spine in front of their dorsal fin. And oh, uh, they're not they're not intersex because they have a retractable sexual appendage on their forehead and in front of their pelvic fins. Okay, wait, I'm sorry. They have a <laughs> unicorn penis. Yeah. <laughs> I that love retracts. sea creatures. Yes. Yes. I swear to God. If there is a God, when he made up sea creatures, he was drunk as fuck. Mm-hmm. It was like Mr. Potato had gone wild. Okay, let me see this weird ass creature. The well, we're still talking about the ghost shark. Oh, so <laughs> I'm still freaked out by him. I'm I know. having like silence the lambs flashbacks. Well, to sum that up, um, do yourself a favor, everybody listening, and and you, Heidi, maybe uh, look up the trailer for the ghost shark movie. It doesn't have anything to do with this ghost shark. But it's hilarious. It's like a B horror movie about a shark that is a ghost. And it's it That's the stupidest thing I've ever it's heard. It's so funny. Okay. That sounds like it's ripe for a riff track. Yes. I will um I'm gonna put tell a link the hubs on the, about that. Yeah, I'm gonna put a link up on the show notes. All right. The next creature, I don't think you're gonna like this one either, is called the deep sea lizard fish. Let me find a good picture for you. I lizards and fish combo. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't like it. When I would visit Florida, I did like to play with those cute little green lizards. I don't remember what they're called. They're not geckos. They're something else, but they were really adorable. Oh, well. I had good. um 
there were my buds. I had a little tiny plastic aquarium, and so I would play with them for the day and let them go. It was <laughs> like a catch and release program. And um, I also played with snails. I made them like dollhouses. Uh, no. All right. I just put up a picture of the deep sea lizard Absolutely fish. not. He's got what? a big old mouth with lots and lots of little needle-like teeth. They look like icicles. Mm-hmm. But like scraggly icicles. Yeah, and large black dead eyes. Why do so many of these fish need braces? I don't... Is it just... It must be so they can, like, mash up stuff. Oh, yeah. No, well, what does its body look like? Um, It's a, like, long, flat, cylindrical body. Um, How can you be flat and cylindrical at the same time? I'm confused. It's like, oh, 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 God. It's horrible out of the ocean. Yeah, I mean, I think it has a pretty basic fish body, um, but its mouth is gigantic. Like, it's got this, like, big it's got grin, po- sort of. Possessed eyes. Mm-hmm. And its mouth is almost big enough to qualify as a gator. Yeah, so this guy is among uh-uh. among the world's deepest living apex predators. So it's, like, top of the food chain of deep sea creatures creatures um and it will not hesitate to eat anything it meets so and even their own kind um they grow to about 2.3 feet um they nice fish they live this is a big range too so they have it's 1900 feet to 10,000 feet in the ocean okay do we did you find out how deep the ocean is how deep they think it is uh let's google it because 10,000 feet is I want to know in miles. Ocean? In miles. Because feet, like, I can't visualize that. Average ocean depth is 2.3 miles, but the Mariana Trench is deeper than... It's approximately 3,600 or 36,000 feet is 6.8 miles. They think that that's the average depth? No, the average depth is 2.3 miles, the Mariana Trench, which is the deep, they think is the deepest part of the ocean, is 6.8, what was it, 6 point, yeah, 6.8 miles. That's too much. Yep. The deep sea lizard fish buries itself in the ocean floor, waits for unsuspecting prey, and then lunges forward and snaps the prey with its trap-like jaws. Creepy. It's kind of like the alligator we were talking about. Okay, so we're looking at a Google image search, so it's just a big photo collage. Mm-hmm. One of them, its eye is like lemon yellow. I think it's, maybe it's the like flash photography. Or maybe it's weird like that when it's alive. Mm-hmm. And the one where the guy's holding it, who's the bravest man in the world, and I'm assuming it's man based on the hairiness of the arm. <laughs> that fish looks possessed. Yeah. Like, that is the stuff of nightmares right there. And does it have multiple rows of teeth? Yes. Ugh. Indeed, God. it do. Okay, I need a kitten. I'm looking up a kitten right now. All right, so the next... Oops, that's the wrong thing. I, I have not. to look at a kitten. Okay. The next guy we're going to talk about is the colossal squid. Oh, God, I fucking hate squid. So... Oh, yeah, these aren't great pictures. Oh God, look at that eye! This is the this is the largest specimen that they found. Um, so the colossal squid is estimated to be thirty nine to forty six feet long, 
possibly 1,600 pounds. Um, that's based off of... They, they found much smaller specimens. They haven't actually recorded that big of a squid, but the smaller specimens they found were like juveniles. So they're just, they're estimating that size off of these specimens that they found. Um, colossal squids have what they call abyssal gigantism. So that means it's basically like deep sea versions of smaller fish that we know. They have the largest documented eyes in the animal kingdom. I don't I don't they're like about, the eyes. They're about 12 to 16 inches in diameter. Oh my god. Um, they live in the ocean between uh, 3,300 feet and 7,200 feet. Okay, so their eye is bigger than a, that toy, the magic eight ball toy. Mm-hmm. Their eye is about the size of a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. I don't think that their eyes are spherical. They're They're like kind of Oblong. Okay. Well, Not so oblong. I don't know. Their eyes like the size of a bowling ball, though, whether, yeah. you, whether it's round or not. The largest specimen ever caught in 2007 in the Antarctic waters was pulled up by a fishing boat. Um, and they're displaying it at the Museum of New Zealand. Uh, and forgive this pronunciation because I don't know. Uh, I, I, mis- I don't know what kind of language this is, but it's. Te Papa Tongarewa. Um, I think that's the name of the museum. Maybe it's in New an Aboriginal or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, although <coughs> the expedition is currently closed, it's slated to reopen in 2019. So don't don't plan your trip to New Zealand don't, just yet. Don't go to the. Oh wait, New Zealand. That's not Aboriginal. I don't know what that would be. I was thinking Australia, Australia. in my head. Um, They're, like, not actually the same place or even close. All right. This next guy is pretty horrifying. Everything about that creature is awful. The long tentacles, the weird gigantic eyeball. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So this guy's called the goblin shark. And the goblin shark, when when it's... It has really unusual jaws. Um, it sort of when it, when the jaws are not extended, it looks like pretty basic shark with long snout. Um, but they have like, what do they call it? A uh, um, protrusible jaws. So they come come out of the I don't know mouth cavity, I guess you could say, and they go about, they extend about as long as its like snout, and the snout is really long. It kind of um, reminds me how, like, you know, when a dog snarls and they, they draw their, their lips back yeah. and their teeth kind of jut forward, mm-hmm. like a really exaggerated version of that. That is an absolutely hideous creature. Right. And they there's a video on YouTube that I'll link to that shows the, like, a little bit of how it looks when they um, extend their jaws. Um, they get about 10 to 13 feet long, Mm-mm. and they exist in the ocean around 890 feet to 3,150 feet deep. So that has a pretty big range, too. So basically, also, so far I've decided I'm not going more than, like, say, 10 feet deep yeah, in the same. ocean. They, they're interesting, too, because they're the only extant member of its shark family 
which means like it's it's the only one that isn't extinct. Um, and the lineage goes back to like 125 million years. So this is like a prehistoric fish that hasn't changed a whole lot. It doesn't look like there's been a lot of evolution. Yeah. That um, is a really... It almost... Its head looks like two creatures. It looks like a, photo, a weird Photoshop oops. job. Like almost like a dinosaur. Oh, you know what it looks like? The Venus flytrap from Little Shop of Horrors mm -hmm. is what the mouth part looks like. Yeah. It looks like if yeah. you took that mm -hmm. and then slapped half a shark. On top of it. On top of it. Yeah. yeah its mouth looks like a Venus flytrap. Yeah. I don't, I don't love it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I don't like it at all. You could go to a different. I'm yeah, back here. We're at, gonna... I'm looking at Tiger Lily on kittenrescue.org. We're gonna end, to soothe my soul. We're gonna end on a not so scary guy. Um, the lion's mane jellyfish. It's the biggest jellyfish that we know of. They can get up to um, the largest recorded specimen that we have is seven foot six inch diameter of the the bell of it is a seven foot. Holy six shit! Well, look it's at that huge. diver next to it. Yeah. Also, they have 120-foot-long tentacles, which is longer than a blue whale. And the blue whale is, like, the biggest sea creature. 120 feet long. What's 120 feet long for scale? A rectangular football field. Mm-hmm. The width of it is 160 feet. All right. Yeah. That's so it's really fucking big. Almost yeah. long enough to go across a football field. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Um, most of them remain near the surface, so they don't really get too deep of water. Um, I think they're mostly in the North Atlantic, like around... Are they endangered at all? Uh, I don't know, actually. Let's maybe Because I'm thinking if they the hang Wikipedia. out near the surface, they might get tangled up in fishermen net kind um, of things. Oh, they only live for one year? I guess yeah, it's like dogs, like the bigger the animal, the shorter the lifespan. Except for squid, world's creepiest creature. The sting is not known to kill humans, just kind of hurt. If you touch one with your finger where it's like laying on the beach, it'll probably hurt your finger a little bit. But And if you accidentally swim into one, then you might need like, you know, a hospital visit, but it's not going to kill you. Which is hard to believe because it could like swallow you. That's how big it is. Well, yeah, if the... Bell, I'm looking at this as a gif of one moving around. Mm -hmm. The bell's seven feet, which kind of reminds me of, did you play that parachute game when you were in elementary school? Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of that a bit. Yeah. But then it's got those ridiculously long tentacles that are almost as wide as a football field. Mm -hmm. I just feel like your potential to get tangled up in that. That is insane. So, wait. It says sting in human contact. Scroll down a bit. So, on a day, July day in 2010, around 150 beachgoers were stung by the remains of a lion's mane jellyfish that had broken up into countless pieces in Wallace Sands Beach, Rye, New Hampshire, in the U.S. Considering the size of the species, it's possible that this mass incident was caused by a single specimen. Holy shit. Yeah. 150 people? Mm-hmm. That was... But it's not, some... it's not super dangerous. 
Well, no, but that's a lot of people at urgent care in the hospital. Right. It's a real busy hospital day. Yeah. These, however, the Portuguese man of war jellyfish, I didn't include this in my research, but I just think those are some mean. They're like the most dangerous jellyfish in the world. And they're so pretty. They look like unicorn colors or like mermaid colors. Well, yeah. Blue and purple. And they're really gorgeous colors. Mm hmm. And they have, they kind of look like, um, like a cloud with drizzling rain or something, you yeah. know, like there's that. They're the, not like a stereotypical uh, jellyfish shape. No, the top isn't a bell. It looks almost more like an inflated, like little cloud or something mm -hmm. with like, if you were going to make a cloud, um, in elementary school art class, yeah, <laughs> like out of a balloon and string, it yeah. looks more like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but they are, they're very, uh, I feel like they're all the colors that people who follow the Grateful Dead love. Yeah. And me. They're like mm -hmm. the Grateful Dead at a war. So it says they're powerful enough, the venom is powerful enough to kill fish or rarely humans. <laughs> uh, rarely because they don't get anywhere near where humans are or rarely. Hopefully. Oh, it's a gas-filled bladder. That's why it's a funny shape. Yeah. That makes sense. Because it, it does. It almost looks like a balloon or something. Yeah. Um, they're responsible for up to 10,000 human stings in Australia each summer. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a city. Yeah. God, Australia is so cool, but I don't know. I feel like you could go and not come back. Oh, so the detached tentacles may drift for days in the water and you might not even see the man, the the man of war. You just get like stung by its like floating tentacle. Well, then it says stings usually cause severe pain to humans, leaving whip-like red welts on the skin, lasting <gasps> two to three days. Mm -hmm. Oh hell no! Yeah. Uh uh. Yep. No. 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 Well, that's. All the uh, sea monsters that I have research for, although you you could fall down a serious rabbit hole looking up. Oh all my these. god, there's so much crazy stuff in the ocean. Yeah. What's the fish that people eat that's super venomous? Um, the uh, but it's considered like an exotic a delicacy. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Hold on, like if blowfish. You, yeah, if mm -hmm. you, I guess if it's not prepared properly, you could die. Right. Yeah. Okay, why? Why would you eat that? Because it's a delicacy. So I feel like people need to like just pick, take up knitting. Oh, puffer. Oh, fugu. Yeah, f fugu. Oh, okay. So you can remove its toxic parts. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Chefs who have qualified after three or more years of rigorous training are allowed to prepare the fish. Although, if you're preparing a fish that could kill somebody. I think that's reasonable. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it says most or domestic preparation occasionally leads to accidental death. Mm -mm. What? I wonder if, any, if anybody's ever been murdered with one. <laughs> I'm sure. Maybe that's an if episode. If they're like, ooh, baby, I'm going to make us a fancy dinner. I'm going to make us some fugu, a.k.a. blowfish mm -hmm. for dinner. I've been studying up. <laughs> it's going to be delicious. Mm-hmm. And they take Oh, off. no. Okay. 
The poison, a sodium channel blocker, paralyzes the muscles while the victim stays fully conscious. <gasps> the poisoned victim is unable to breathe and eventually dies from asphyxiation. Oh, God. That's so, awful. So you just sit there fully conscious but catatonic as you asphyxiate. Yep. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. You don't need that. You don't need that. Mm-mm. Wow. Okay, the ocean's really badass, but also super scary. And if you're going to go get in it, please get appropriate training. If you go travel... Don't go real deep. Yeah, no. <laughs> not unless you're in some kind of... Submersible. Yeah, like being a cool sub or... Yeah. Something that, like, a shark cage or... I don't know. I feel like scuba divers have giant cojones. I, yeah, I mean, I could not, I, while it's, it's so, um, what do you call it when two things kind of contradict each other? It's so, it's so weird that I have that, um, the lassophobia, but I'm so fascinated by sea creatures. Like I would love to want to go scuba diving, but I'm absolutely terrified of it. Yeah, I feel the same way. Whenever I've watched those deep ocean episodes, I think it's usually the Smithsonian or maybe National Geographic that does those. Um, the coral reefs are what I think are particularly interesting. One, I think it's really fascinating that a coral reef is alive. Yeah. Because it does not look like an alive thing at mm -hmm, all. Mm -hmm. It looks like a rock. Yeah. Of sorts. Um so I think that's really cool. And all the, it's like a hotel for sea creatures. Mm -hmm. It's the biggest apartment complex ever for fish. Yeah. And like little tiny sea creatures. The All the thousands of difference of species of creatures that live on a coral reef is just unbelievable. And... They do it somewhat harmoniously, in spite of the fact that most of them could kill each other pretty easy. So, in that podcast I talked about earlier about the fishes, mm -hmm. um, they talked about this fish. I think it was a one like a species of goby fish that lives kind of mutually with a shrimp. So the shrimp is blind. And the goby is kind of the watchdog, and the shrimp will, like, dig out a little burrow for them. And they live like Bert and Ernie in the little burrow. Oh, my God. That's the cutest <laughs> thing ever. I love fish. So one of my favorite fish, so we'll end on something adorable, because if people are, know what these things are and we've conjured up these images, or if they go look at the meeting minutes, and I think we just, we need to post a picture of Penny at the end. I... The the ocean is amazing and mysterious. It's like space. Mm -hmm. It's just so vast. Yeah. And there's so much going on there. Mm -hmm. And so many weird things. What's the fish with the light bulb antenna thing? Anglerfish. That's the weirdest. Mm -hmm. I hope he has a buddy. Mm -hmm. Like maybe one that likes to read books. Yeah. Like he could be his book light. Yeah. Wouldn't that be sweet? There was a... um. A fish called the vampire squid, which isn't actually a squid, but they call it a vampire squid because it looks like a squid. And it's all red and it has a scary, um, scary eyes that you wouldn't like. 
Um, that was a runner-up to my list of sea creatures. But there's, I think they're really cute. <laughs> so I wasn't... I think that your idea... Pull up a picture. Okay. I think your idea of what is cute and also lives in the ocean is highly subjective. I Cuttlefish are like the cutest. I think cuttlefish are a little weird looking. I watched this... Um... One of my favorite fish... <laughs> Are the sergeant majors? Uh huh. I got to see a school of them in real life when I was good. So my brother took us on out to a. I've just pulled up a picture of the vampire squid. Yeah, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. I love it. It's no, cute. no, that's not cute. You know what? A, a a good way for me to experience the ocean without actually getting into the ocean was. There was this game on Nintendo Wii called, I think it was called Blue Ocean, and it was basically a scuba diving game where you go around and you, like, take pictures of fish, and you can, there's a level where you go into the deep sea, and they had vampire squid, which is how I learned about them in the beginning. I want to play that game again real bad. Uh-uh. It was a good game. Got, you should add this picture to the creepy sea monster. I will. It's got, it looks like a red bat on the bottom mm-hmm. like a bat wing oh yeah sure but, it's 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 like his bell like the the tentacles aren't detached like you it would be in a squid or an octopus it's webbed it's like webbed yeah and yeah, it almost looks like, like a red duck foot he's bright red and he's got like blue eyes and he's got little dumbo ears i think he's real cute are those ears or fins i think they're fins probably <laughs> i don't think they're ears they do look and are there little What's the under its ear fin? Is that another eyeball or ear hole? No, I think maybe that's just like ocean dust or something. I oh, don't know. okay. It looked like there was maybe another thing looking well, at me. And here's an image. I don't know oh, where did it go. If I was snorkeling and I saw that, I would immediately get back in the boat. Well, and here's an image of it inside out because that's their defense mechanism. So they like kind of fold the bell over their body and then they have like spiky tentacle or spiky spikes underneath their tentacles. Okay. Now it just looks kind of like a, an aloe plant or a cactus or something. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, so pull up a picture of a Sergeant major so you can see it. So my brother took us on his boat. Um, How do you spell sergeant? It's really weird. Um, sergeant? That looks right. S-E- yeah, yeah, there, there you is. go. You have to put fish on oh. there. <laughs> or it's just going to pull up a My bunch of army shit. But so my brother oh, yeah, took us to... Cute. Yeah, they're really cute. They're like bumblebee fish. Mm-hmm. We went to... On his boat, he took us to a coral reef 14 miles off the coast. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was snorkeling around the boat, and I stayed pretty close to the boat, because 14 miles out, like, you know what the fuck's out there, Mm -hmm. right? So it's me, my mom, my sister-in-law, my brother, my niece, my daughter. I think that was it. Anyway, so I see this huge school of, like, probably more than 100 sergeant major major fish swim by. And I'm like, oh, my God, best moment ever. Almost as good as when I get kissed by the sea lion. So good. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Then I hear my mom say, which she must have yelled because I'm 
deaf and I'm like extra deaf in water, especially with snorkeling gear. Right. Yeah. Hey, John, what kind of fish is that? Mm -hmm. And my sister-in-law says, that's a shark fish. And I was like, fuck no. And I got back in the boat and she goes, a shark fish. And I was like, mom, shark, there is no shark fish. It was just a shark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's funny. And my brother's like, it was just a nurse shark, which is his response anytime you see a shark. It was just a nurse shark. I'm like, they're not all nurse sharks. Some of them are asshole sharks. Mm-hmm. And nurse almost makes it sound like it's cute, like it's going to do something nice, like it's well, going to yeah, take your temperature and bring you they're, soup. They're really harmless, which is, I think, why your brother says, oh, it's just a nurse shark. They They kind of hang out in the coral reefs, which is probably... Why those are the ones that you see the most Well, often. and we were at a reef. Yeah. Because he knows how to read. Like, both my niece and my brother are very accomplished, I guess, sailors, mm-hmm. as was my dad. And so, like, they look at a nautical map and actually understand what it says. I look well, at it and think it's can pretty. I, can I come with you to visit your brother someday? Sure. Okay. I like I want to go on an airboat, and I want to go, um, I We don't find know, cool stuff usually. Boat. When we go snorkeling, like, I usually find hermit crabs, and sometimes yeah. they're really big. Yeah. Um, and he'll take me to see, there's this one place that we go. We always go to the Keys. There's one place that we go, and there's, I th- think I'm going to say this right, Tarpon? Look it up. Tarpon bro. Springs. I've been there. Those fish are so ridiculously big. Wait, is that the name of a fish? Or the name it's of the a name place. of a fish. You Pull went, it up. Oh, okay. They I was are talking probably about a place that I've been. Eight feet long, and mm-hmm. I think they're generously, generally. Oh my harmless. god, they're pro- pretty ugly. They're not <clears throat> not cute, like kind of a grayish brown color. Yeah, yeah. Not. Oh no, I'm wrong. They're silvery. Yeah. Okay, so I forgot. Um. Well, they my look memory. Like, well, when you look at them like, through the water, it looks they yeah. look a little bit like see this one where you're looking at yeah. it through the water. Yeah, tarpon, T A R P O N. Mm-hmm. Here we go, Fort Lauderdale tarpon fishing. So they're oh hi hi Penny, Aww. hi Penny. She came to visit, but um they get They're huge so big. I'm telling you, look at that. That's bigger than that guy's face. That is not even close. <laughs> To the biggest fish that my brother's caught. He sent me pictures of him with fish that I'm like, I'm never going in the ocean again. Yeah, no thanks. I mean, if he's 6'1 and it's taller than him. Mm -hmm. Now, the cool fish, um, every once in a while, they'll catch a sailfish. Those are really beautiful. My niece has caught one before. Mm -hmm. Those are those, um, like, are they like blue marlin? Oh, hi, Penny. A sailfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're oh, really, really okay. beautiful. They she have that... She got her claws stuck. Okay. Aww. She got her claws stuck in my um, sweatshirt. I spent a lot of time on boats as a kid, but what has ha- happened in the meantime is that I now get seasick. I didn't used to get oh. seasick when mm-hmm. I was on boats because I, I guess you just get acclimated to it after a while, like... We would probably, because we lived on the intercoastal, we would take the boat to go places as much as we would take cars. Yeah. Because there was lots of places you could just dock your boat instead of park your car. Yeah. Um, But when we went on that snorkeling trip, I was so seasick. Oh, God. All I, it, my brother was like, are you going to throw chum? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, shut up. <laughs> I just wanted to, 14 miles out on a boat going really fast. It feels like 10 hours. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we should wrap up. It's been. We should. Well, it's been that a long was. Time. It was fun. The, I still maintain the ocean's a terrifying place. I like it when people selectively remove things from the ocean for me to look at or that I can view them through glass yes, same. or on a screen. Same. I do not want to be nose to nose with them, except for yep. the sergeant majors. Those were really cute. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, Nemo. A from sea finding... turtle or something. Oh my God, a sea turtle. I a dolphin. know someone who does sea turtle rescue on their vacations every year. Their family. <laughs> well, sorry, His Penny. Mom moved to Hawaii <laughs> when he was an adult. Mm -hmm. And so when he would go visit his mom, he got involved with the sea turtle rescue. Aww. And so she's since passed away, but he still goes back every year and he helps find sea turtles that get like wrapped up in fishing line and stuff. Aww, yeah. And he takes them to the uh, rehabilitation centers. That sounds nice. Isn't that nice? And yeah. they're so sea turtles are so cute. That sounds like a really great vacation. That's like a pretty <laughs> sweet hobby. Yeah. I mean, not cheap. Right. Lots of sharks that like to eat you and kill you in the ocean in Hawaii, for sure. They yeah. have great whites. Mm. Those mm. are scary. Super scary. Anyway, I did, read, well, I did read about... Okay, one more thing. <laughs> okay. I did read about this, like, unexplained thing that happened where they had tagged a nine-foot-long... I think it was a great white shark. Like, these scientists had tagged it and it was they were reading um temperature changes kind of trying to figure out where it was going and um all of a sudden the temperature went from like 46 degrees to like 76 degrees really fast and they, they think that the only thing that would do that would be as if another bigger shark ate it <gasps> it was a nine foot long shark I thought you were going to say something really giant peed, like peed, like a whale peed in the water. No. Ate it's, it. So, but they don't know for sure what uh, happened to it. It's scary. All right. So. We're totally going to jump topics next time. Next time. We went from mermaid. Oh, yeah. What are to you, sea monsters. What are you going to talk about? I decided I'm going to talk about St. Louis Mafia, and I'm going to start with the leisure. Cool. The, the leisure family and the the bombing and the in 1980 I talked about it briefly in the last episode because we kind of touched right. on it mm -hmm. because Len's family had connection to the Hogan gang but they are because of our proximity to the the famous Italian Italian hill <laughs> the Italian hill I thought it would be interesting to talk about famous yeah true crime stories um, around uh, organized crime stories in St. Louis. All right. Well, we'd like to thank Brandon Lee Chilcote for a wonderful intro and outro music. Thank you. Um, if you have thalassophobia or um, have seen a colossal squid or something like that, or if you have like, if you have like a really good sea monster, like a uh, creature to share with me, I would love that. You can tweet us at creepy club pod, or you can email us at creepy club podcast at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash creepy club podcast, or you can follow us on Instagram at creepy club podcast. You can follow me at creepy club Rissa 
or you can follow Heidi at Creepy Club Heidi. Um, and like I said uh, before, you can go and look at our meeting minutes at creepyclubpodcast.com. We're going to post all these ugly fish and um, sea monsters and then and cute, something, cute things. Something cute something to wash cute. your brain. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to mark your calendars for December 1st for a happy little crap Happy little holiday market at Webster University. All right. And please rate and review and subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, we like to read the reviews on our podcast. So, and we're kind of running out of them. So this is a call to action for all of our friends and family and people that we don't know. Please leave us a review and we'll read it. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time. Meeting adjourned.